but thank you very much for the privilege of sharing. Um, I have on my heart um, to share on the Great Commission. And I was really, <laughs> thank you, Sarah. <laughs> and I was really uh, um, praying and asking the Lord what it is that I share, because I know that if we share from our cause and from our passion, then that is what we punt. And, and I want to share what is his heart and why he called it the Great Commission. And not punt nations because I like to travel, but because he died for the nations. And he said, give me the nations. And when he received his inheritance and he gathered us, that I answered, he said, now I want to pour my life into you and then I want you to go and make disciples. These nations that I've died for that are my children, they don't know my name. So let's start in Matthew 28, verse 18. And what really caught my attention here when I was reading in Matthew 28, and I never knew that it was that hard to prepare a message. I am utterly exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> The thing that caught my attention in chapter 28 of Matthew, um, when uh, the Marys went to go and look for Jesus in verse 6, the angel said to them, when they got to the grave, he said, he is not here. He has risen. And that is what it's all about. He has risen. And he has risen from the dead. Now go and call my disciples. So when Jesus approached and breaking the silence, he said to them, all authority, all power of rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go then and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you, and behold, I'm with you all the days, perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion, to the very close and consummation of the age. Amen. So let it be. And looking at that, I was saying, Lord, how do we go? And the Holy Spirit comes and we baptized in Holy Spirit and then his life manifests in us. His character manifests in us. And we say we have received gift, but the gift is Holy Spirit. And it's his life that is in us. And he is wanting us and he says it starts here. We must first get it right here in our family. And we have his nature and we have his character. And he says, you are all different. You are all members of this body, of this family. So each one of you has something of me so that we can love one another, that we can encourage one another. And if there's a shy person or somebody that doesn't, I'll give you a word of knowledge because I know what that person's pain is. And I'll give you that word and I'll say to you, go and love my child. Go and tell my child that I love them, that I know their name. I know what is, what is wrong. And my heart is because of my love. I want to bless them. 
I want to encourage them. I want to make them strong so that we then as a body together and as a family go out and show Jesus. So all of what we have, the prophetic words, is to encourage, it's to exhort, it's to lift up. So as I was praying and I was saying, uh, uh, there's this unwrapping of the gifting that's happening. There's that unwrapping that came up on Sunday now, that release of what is in us. It is given to us. We have him. It's nothing that we do. It's nothing that we deserve. So all of us have it. And Holy Spirit says, if you don't know, ask me. I'd love to share my secrets with you. So we come together, we encourage, we um, build one another up and all of that. I am always a bit of a disaster in the kitchen. But I was cutting through my chicken the other day. I wanted to make it flat, cook it quicker, because I was running a bit late. So I use a steak knife. And I stir in a pot with a spoon, so I'm always burned. So I take a teaspoon and I'm trying to stir my gravy. So I've got a steak knife and I'm trying to cut and hack through this chicken. And on the bone, the, the, the uh, blade, and it went, and I stuck it right into my nail. So the blood was squirting. So, and I, <laughs> don't faint. And I'm standing there and my whole body knew that there was something wrong. So my husband walks in and says, no, what no, don't tell me. No, no, I see the knife, don't tell me. <laughs> don't tell me what happened because there's the big knife for that. So for weeks I had to nurture my nail and my thumb and my hand and put plasters and look after it. And I knew that I had a sore <laughs> So if somebody hurts in our body, if one member hurts, the whole body knows it. So we might not say it or know it, but in the spiritual realm, there's a pain, there's a hurt, and we can't work, just flow well, because life must go to this place to bring healing. So we come together, we laugh, we bless, we minister, whatever, and we practice here because now we can go out the door. And wherever you go, you do the same because you're not leaving Holy Spirit here. Holy Spirit is with you. And he's wanting to tell the people that has never heard of Jesus that he's good, that he died for them, that he knows their pain, and that he wants to bring healing to their lives. In Ephesians 4, it starts again with from verse 8, he says, Therefore it is said, when he ascended, because he's risen, when he ascended, he led captivity captive, he led a train of anguished foes, and he bestowed gifts on men. And that is Jesus. So then Jesus comes and he says, now I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I'm giving gifts and I'm sending a call out to raise people up so that they can come and to teach, train, and equip the body 
for the work of the ministry. Show and tell. So Sunday morning, Grant preaches his heart out. He's training, he's teaching and equipping. So we're watching what he does, and we leave, and we go and do the same. He's not here doing all the work, getting a salary, which he's not getting, but getting a salary. And then next Sunday, we all come back, and he's doing it again. And during the week, and he must go, he's here to teach, train, and equip the body for us to go and do the works of the ministry. Verse 12 says, his intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the, the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work of ministering towards building up Christ's body. Why? Because we must develop, we must attain oneness in the faith, we must understand and have full knowledge of the Son of God. We must come into mature manhood. We must raise, rise up to the standard, to the height of Christ's own perfection, the measure of the stature of the fullness of the Christ and the completeness found in him. Okay, Ephesians, Romans, this way. Then in Romans 12, and really it's not a teaching on gifting. I'm sharing in how the Father comes and he wants to have us as a body to pour his love into us so that we take his love out there. In Psalm 139, it says that we were fearfully and wonderfully made. You were knit in your mother's womb, and Father God knitted you in your mother's womb, and he placed something in your DNA. And he made you, he formed you, and he said, you have something now of me. And I want you to go and to show that part of me, because I'm pretty big. So I'm giving something of me to all of you, and you all have my love, and you're all my children, and when you're secure and you know that you're a son or a daughter of God, you can now go and show something of the Father's heart. And when I started reading that, um, I was coming from uh, the gifts. What's the gift? It's a, and all of a sudden, I was overwhelmed by the Father's love. And I was lying on the floor. I was just weeping and weeping and weeping. And I said, I still do not fully understand your love. I still do not fully understand how I operate or what I do or how you can trust me or how you can tell me to do something because I wouldn't tell me to do anything. But you love me and you love everybody and that love is what is wanting, is wanting us to realize. And he started speaking to me about each one of them, of the, because he says, as again, each one of them, we're a body, there's members, we minister to one another, it's to build up, it's to reveal Jesus. So he's saying here in verse 4 in, from Romans 12, for as in one physical body we have many parts, 
organs, members, and all these parts do not have the same function or use. So we, numerous as we are, are one body in Christ. Individually, we are parts of one another and mutually dependent on one another. Now, when you have these, they talk about the, these gifts here, it is what we would say what motivates you, what makes you tick. Now, if these gifts are not redeemed in our lives, we think we're extremely amazing. He said, these gifts, having faculties, talents, qualities that differ according to the grace given us, let us use them. He whose gift is prophecy, let him prophesy according to the proportion of his faith. Now, if you have it in your DNA, formed in your mother's womb, that is what you have. You will know what's potting. Whether you're born again, whether you're not born again. Now, when you're born again and your gift is redeemed, you will prophesy in the body to edify, to lift, to build. And if you're not born again, you will pull your caravan up at a four-way stop and you will put the stars out there and say, come and I'll read your crystal ball. <laughs> Give me your palm. I'd like to read your palm because it's in their DNA. It's who they are. He whose gift is practical service, let him give himself to serving. So people that are just, that's what motivates them. We're here to serve. We must do the coffee. We must do the wash. Somebody must wash dishes. Somebody must whatever, whatever. So if you're not born again, you will join the Rotary Club or you will join the Lions Club because you want to serve. So now the people that want to serve say, I don't know why people want to sit and just sing. Why are they not out there? There's people to feed. We must go and work and clean the streets and do whatever. But that's the part of the body. That's what Father put in them. So he said, so, and let him who gives himself to serve, he who teaches to his teaching. There's born teachers. They cannot just say to you, you must do this. They will put you down and explain to you exactly how to do this. He who exhorts encourages to his exhortation, that is, explains itself. He contributes, let him do it in simplicity and liberality. Now, this is a very interesting one. Because there's, if this is not redeemed, we will control the purse strings. Because God will bless you with finances. Because he's wanting you to bless the body. If we go to the nation, somebody must walk, somebody must pray, somebody must pay. <laughs> Just saying. So we have the compulsion to give, and if our heart is not fully, and our eyes focused on Jesus, then it, yeah, but no, I'm not so sure about this. Hey, look, you know, I can understand if you want to do this. Okay, I'll give you a check for this, but you know, I'm not so sure about that. I think you're a little bit of a fruit loop here. So. He who gives, and uh, where's the single one? Acts of mercy, that's very similar to, and when I was reading this about 
the acts of mercy, there was this incredible mercy that gripped my heart. And I kept on saying, you are so merciful. You are so merciful. Father, you are so merciful. I would have had Armageddon happen in 30 years A.D. No, it was before he died. <laughs> 50 years A.D. I would not have allowed it. No, you are so merciful. You are so merciful. And he said to there's so much mercy in my heart. There is so much mercy in my heart, and the nations, and nations understand I'm talking from here all the way out. Do not know that I am merciful, that I am mercy. They see me as angry, they see me as judging, they see me as not caring, they see me as not knowing what is going on, but I know your name. I formed you in your mother's womb. And then we have administration. And we have those people, and they are so incredibly good. But if it's not redeemed, it's perfection. And painful. <laughs> so if we have the merciful people, and they say, we really do need to buy groceries for people, then the administrative person will say, but we need a cupboard and you need a, lift, a list, then you need to sort them alphabetically, and then you need to clean the cupboard, and then there will only be two keys, and here's the, the, the list. But if it's redeemed, it gets everything together, and it gives shape to everything, and we go. And then he goes on to say, let your love be sincere. Hate what is evil, loathe all ungodliness, Turn in horror from wickedness. Hold fast to that which is good. Love one another with brotherly affection as members of one family. Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit, serving the Lord. And I just think that that is such an absolute beautiful, beautiful picture of us as a body burning in the spirit, serving the Lord. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up. Colossians 1.1, 1, 1, you don't have to go see. Paul says, my name is Paul, and I have been chosen by Jesus Christ to be his apostle by the calling and destined purpose of God. And when I was reading that, I just had such a in my heart. And I felt that the Father said to me, there's people that I've placed my nature in, and they don't know that because they don't understand my love. And I felt Jesus say to me, there's people that I have called, but because they hear judgment and condemnation, they're not hearing my voice. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, 
I am pouring in all my power, resurrection, life, and power, because it's time for the body to reveal Christ to the world. And I feel I declare this morning my name, and it's not Pam Golding ad here, my name is. My name is Grant, and I have been chosen by Jesus Christ to be his apostle by the calling and destined purpose of God. And it's like an establishing here in the foundation of 24-7 that we honor you as that. And I declare, my name is Jane, and I have been chosen by Jesus Christ to be his prophet by his calling and destined purpose of God. And I felt Holy Spirit say to me, to say to you this morning, if you have a name, you have been called. You have been given the nature of God, the resurrection life of the risen Christ, and the power of Holy Spirit living in us. So my name is Jeff, and I have been enabled by Jesus Christ, and I have the sound of deliverance rising up to the nations. So I let it arise. My name is Sarah. I have a message to declare. Light to shine. And where I go, that's where I take it. My name is Graham. I'm to feed the nations. Each and every one of you. My name is Robin. And it goes on. And Jessica. My name is Jessica. I have been called. The Father knows your name. He has put his destiny within you. Each one of us, Rosemary, Avis, Dale, the Father knows your name. Wendy, the Father knows your name. He has put his destined purpose inside of you. And he says, and I'm ending and declaring this over 24-7 because this is what I believe that the Father is releasing at this moment. So, but arise and stand upon your feet 24-7. For I have appeared to you for this purpose, that I must appoint you to serve as my minister and to bear witness both to what you have seen of me and to that in which I will appear to you, choosing you out, and I am sending you to open the eyes that they may turn from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, so that they may thus receive forgiveness and release from their sins and a place and a portion among those who are consecrated and purified by faith in me. There are people waiting to hear your voice in every sphere of society. Thank you, Father. Father, we know that it's time for us to, we've said yes. We have said yes, and again this morning, it's a fresh yes to what is on your heart for each and every one. You even said that if anyone gives somebody a cup of water in your name, that that person is representing you. So, Father, we just, again, submit our hearts submit our minds because our minds will 
just stop every time, wherever we're going, just submitting our mind, submitting our understanding. Father, we submit to you because we can't figure it out, we can't work it out, we can't plan it. We just say yes. We just put aside every agenda, every understanding, every course. We just put it aside and we just say yes to what you are saying, to what your dream is, what your desire is, what your destiny is. And Father, this morning I ask that the destiny that you have placed within each one of us, Father God, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you will come and that you will shake and vibrate and release and we call forth every and say freedom to every destiny. I speak of freedom to every destiny, Father. I call and I speak of freedom to every gift that you have placed within us. I call for a rising up of your apostles and your prophets and your teachers, your evangelists. Father, your evangelists, we call the evangelists to rise up, your missionaries, Father God, and your teachers, Father, your shepherds, Father, to love your people, that we will be a whole people that will go out to reveal you, Father God. Father, we call, Father God, for the gifting, Father, to flow, the manifestation of Holy Spirit in our hearts, that it will flow so that we can show and, and comfort and love and just get back to our true north. You know every tear that falls, Father God, and we just ask for that, Father, for your healing and your comfort. And we thank you, Father, that we can go out there, that we can speak the word, that we can release the word, that we can release your light, that we can speak and pierce the darkness wherever we go and we walk, Father God, that as we utter your name in the dark place, darkness has to flee. So we call and we activate, Father God, that that is within us to rise up in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father.